Today, we have a story about a place that became something of an institution in Dubai. The Plaza Cinema. If you were brought up in Dubai, you may have heard of it, remember driving past it, heard about it from your parents or their friends. The Plaza Cinema opened in 1972 and was demolished in 2015. It's a business basically as old as the United Arab Emirates itself, and we wanted to find out what kind of a story we could tell by just focusing on this one slice of history. Because when the cinema shut down, it affected a lot of people. As soon as word got out that the Plaza Cinema was shutting down, it became kind of this personal project to go and see it and to really understand its details and so on. This is Buthayna Qadim. She owns the independent cinema in Dubai, Cinema Aqir. I went in and like, you know, at different stages of its demolition. And, in the, and at the beginning, it was just kind of the seats that were taken out. But a lot of things were in place. Even the projectors, like the 35 millimeter projectors were still there. When I, whenever I go there, I felt every time I felt that there was something that needs to be saved. <laughs> and this is Emirati photographer and archivist Ammar Al-Attar. Like either pictures or either like posters. Most of the things that were there, uh, I think it was, it was going to the trash. I didn't see anybody who was interested to come and save anything. At that point, you know, there's probably like asbestos in there and, you know, and, and like rodents and you could hear things like moving around. So whenever I go, I wear gloves and I wear uh, sometimes mask. There were like, you know, ticket stubs, there were receipts and posters and so on. Like it looked like somebody had just left the building, you know, so I started slowly like scavenging, collect, collecting, <laughs> whatever I could get my hands on and fit, fit into my Volkswagen Golf. Honestly, I felt that these things will go to the rubbish of, or the trash if nobody will take it. But to understand what was so special about the cinema that people like Buthayna and Ammar would rummage through a demolition site to preserve its memory, we have to go back to the 1960s when cinemas in the UAE were just starting to become a thing. Because, after all, to really understand where we are in this present moment in time, we need to know where we've been. And this story, you might say, is from our beginning. And one story that always kind of captures my imagination. The streets lost culture. <laughs> and you're listening to Kerning Cultures. Our story today comes from managing producer Alex Atak. In 1963, Lachman Batia stepped off of a small tugboat and into the shallow waters of Dubai's shoreline. At the time, there was no port for ships to dock, and the airport had literally just begun construction that year. So coming in by boat was, was really the only way to arrive in Dubai. Everybody says, why you came here? There's nothing, only desert, no drinking water, no electricity. Why you came here? He was 16 years old and visiting from India to see his father, who owned a textile shop in the Creekside Souks. When he stepped off that boat, he would have just seen this kind of huge expanse of desert and Looking back at kind of photos from that time, what's remarkable about them is just how flat everything is and how much you can see. I mean, you could stand at the beach and see for miles and miles into the desert. When I came here, not easily to get the drinking water also. Some people from old, uh, small wells bringing it on donkeys and deliver to our house. And 
that we boil it and then we drink it it was not easy at that time but we were we were very happy life was simple and we were happy on weekdays he worked at his dad's tailoring shop and and he loved the work so he ended up staying dubai which was this small trading hub in the middle of the arabian gulf became his home on weekends though there wasn't a whole lot to do he he says they'd play cards or carrom which is that game where you flick your fingers to hit the puck into four corners of a board but then in the mid 1960s his father began renting out bollywood movies that he'd brought over from india along with a 16 mm projector which is one of those really old style real projectors that you'd imagine films playing on in black and white jumpa ab tum bhagwan se wo prarthana karo jo babu ji kiya karte the at that moment everybody was looking for some entertainment and nothing was no tv nothing was there and this was the only format so we used to screen these films in our association our india club where all the families friends come together they enjoy film and they get together so to give you a sense of what dubai or what life in dubai was like at the time there was i mean there was really nothing you had to if you wanted to entertain yourself you had to create your own entertainment and so what lachman's dad started was kind of an informal cinema club they post a small board outside his father's tailoring shop and on it had the names of the films that they had available to screen that night or that weekend so everybody was asking two three days in advance what we are, we are going to show it was not just not to watch a movie also get together also every thursday once in a week and so as word spread they started renting out to hotels and hospitals and labor accommodations because films were kind of a vital link back to their home culture the population makeup at the time was mostly local arabs along with a few persian and south asian traders and then there was a small number of british military personnel because they operated the trucial states under a protectorate But over the next decade Dubai changed a lot and in 1971 the Trucial States which is what the UAE was called before it was the UAE unionized and became the United Arab Emirates. وقد تم في هذا اليوم المبارك التوقيع على الدستور المؤقت للامارات العربيه المتحده. And then around that time a few standalone cinemas started to pop up. There was one called Dira Cinema at first and that was shortly followed by the Plaza Cinema which opened right in front of Lachman's house. After these cinemas opened, watching movies in the UAE became much more popular, and that was in part because of the work of this guy. Okay, yeah. This is Asif Ali Raja, but he just goes by Raja. He was the first manager of the Plaza Cinema when it opened, and he's from Pakistan originally. Moved to Dubai in the early 1970s to work for the Dry Docks, which had just opened. He lives in an old part of Dubai in the same apartment he's lived in for years and we showed up at his door and it just says like on the front of the door it just says Raja in huge letters um and he took us inside and like his wife instantly started making tea for everybody this is my wife <laughs> this is my elder daughter he was taking us around his living room uh showing his family photographs this is when i was young I call my Elvis Presley. It's weird he really like he actually did look like Elvis Presley when he was young. <laughs> and then we sat down and he told us the story of how he became the first manager of the Plaza Cinema. There was this local family and they were looking to open a cinema in Dubai. I came here in 71. I met them in uh, 
Russia knew them from working at the dry docks, and because he was kind of known as somebody who could just make businesses work, they offered him the job as the full-time manager of the cinema. I was like a, you know, good luck charm or something. But he had no experience as a cinema manager, so he went down to the British Council Library, which was in Burdubai, and took out all the books he could on how to run a cinema. So I went there, I collected all the books, I started studying about the cinemas. Alhamdulillah, within a few months, it was one of the best cinemas. It was this huge statement piece. It had a 70mm screen and almost 1,600 seats, and it was right in the middle of the city centre at the time. But there were only a few local film distributors, and it was still very much a developing market. So at times, Raja had to literally drive to the airport himself and pick up the film reels. So I was introduced to the director of the customs at the airport. He introduced me to all the big people there. I would just walk in like a big boss, shake hands with the police guys, shake hands with the custom guys, pull it in the trolley, come out, put it in my car and I come out. They were showing films from India and the USA and across the Arab world. One of the first movies to be shown there was the 1972 Woody Allen rom-com Play It Against Sam. Tremendous poise. I'm an absolute master. But the cinema's heyday was before my time, and I actually never went to it. So I've been kind of piecing this story together from other people's memories, like Lachman and Raja's. But I also went to visit Amor al-Attar, who we spoke to earlier, and he kind of works like an archivist. He calls his studio his treasure trove, um, and it's full of old film rolls and like photo prints and cameras and books and magazines. Everything is to do with Dubai from the 1970s, 80s, and 90s. And in his collection, he's got some of the earliest film posters from the Plaza Cinema. I want to show you one of the first posters they showed. This was... So uh, what, we were, what we were looking at was this film poster for a 1973 American film called The Roommates. And it's like... So the front cover is this... It's like highly saturated photos and the, there's one in the middle of this couple kissing and it's kind of surrounded by like photos of kind of like half naked women on the beach they shared more than their room oh my god <laughs> that was yeah. the tagline for the film was they shared more than their room i don't know how they say it it's very <laughs> inappropriate yeah <laughs> when you i mean like when you consider the censorship in dubai now um, it's kind of interesting to look back and see like what was what was like acceptable and like what was allowed. That was fine. Like even my uncle, he told me when we went to go cinema in seventies, there was no much censorship. Censorship. It was they were showing everything. And he's got like a whole stack of these. Like there's there's a poster for a movie called Sangram, which is a nineteen seventy six Bollywood crime movie about two brothers. Uh, and I, I watched the opening sequence on YouTube. It's this like super dramatic, like super loud, like explosion-y, uh, like high-speed high car chase with guns and yeah, it's, it's just, um, it's like really of a time in cinema. The 1970s was a really good time in the UAE's history. Dubai has declared itself a free port and grown rich by bypassing other people's import restrictions. Wages for most people were higher than they would be back home and like oil profits were just starting to come to fruition. 
It was this young, rapidly growing country, and there was a lot of development and a lot of hope in the air. Dubai was, Dubai was an exciting place for many people. And as more people moved to the country for work, places like the Plaza Cinema quickly became important community hubs, particularly for the Indian expat community. You see, in Plaza Cinema, you used to screen six shows round the clock, 24 hours. This is Hassan Kamal. He became manager of the Plaza Cinema in 2011. Usually for blockbusters movie, we used to get three, four shows packed full. Can I ask what the community of people that came? Were like? Asian people, uh, especially Tamil, uh, Kerala, Tamil Nadu, then Andhra, some local peoples, 10% local peoples. You see, before it is the cinema is the uh, cheapest entertainment for publics. Low category people, even middle class people and business people, they want to see the movie as an entertainment. And at the time, it was also super accessible. The cinema was right in the center of town. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's located in, in the part of the city called Shindara. This is Yasser El Shashtawi. He's a scholar and he writes about urban planning and history. He used to live in the UAE for nearly three decades. It, it formed such an important uh, feature in the whole setting. And it also gave it a very sort of South Asian or Indian character because uh, it uh, played primarily uh, Bollywood movies. It seemed to me that it played this very important social role in the space and contributed to its uh, vitality. As the cinema grew more popular, it started hosting these huge red carpet events for movie openings. Huge queues would snake around the side of the building and big bands of drummers and photographers and press and all these people would be there. Because it, it wasn't just about the movies. The building itself was like a hangout spot. It was like a meeting point. The building itself, I mean, just architecturally speaking, is, is not particularly exciting or interesting. It was just this really uh, large box. It wasn't designed by a particularly well-known or famous architect. Uh, hard to say exactly what style it belonged to, I guess, modernist in, in a way. But in terms of its social function and what it meant to, to the area, and its contribution to the life of this area, I think that definitely would have been a building that should have been preserved. It had value. Dubai has been described as a sort of transient city, a place where uh, people are for uh, a brief amount of time and, and they are there to, to work and, and to make a living and then uh, at the end they would have to leave and so on. For the city's low-income population, particularly those who live in labor camps or marginalized neighborhoods, the only way by which they can establish a connection to the city and by extension turn it into a home of some kind is by going through these spaces. So these are open spaces that are not necessarily meant for people to come together, but they are appropriated by the city's residents in that it enables them to form an attachment to the city uh, make it a little bit less alien, less anonymous. It, it becomes a much better way, I think, to connect to the city and to feel an attachment to the city itself. The Plaza Cinema was, um, it was an important gathering place for the South Asian community in Dubai. But at the end of 2014, after 40 years in business, the staff were given some news by the cinema owners. I was given a three-month notice. 
It said that at the start of 2015, they were going to demolish it to make way for a hotel development. Hassan says the community came together and they tried to petition to keep it going, but nothing worked. Because remember, the Plaza Cinema only had one screen, which, when you need to compete with the multiplexes that are offering like 20 plus movies, it becomes more difficult to fill the cinema. Nowadays, it is not possible to keep such a big cinema that way. You see, people need choices. Every day we cannot fill. And on an average, we will get 500, 600 like that. For the final night, they, they planned a big send-off. The Bollywood star Kamal Hassan flew in for a screening of his 2015 movie, Otama Villain. And out front, when you look at videos of the night, it looked like a concert. Um, it was like a packed crowd of people screaming and filming with their phones as the movie stars walked down the red carpet. But then everybody went inside and the films, the films screened and everybody left. And then by the next day, the lettering above the entryway just said in big red block letters, theatre closed. I didn't like to remember that day. Nobody can see such a cinema. Hassan works at the Galeria Cinema in, in the Hyatt Hotel in Dira now, which isn't far away, but he says it's just not the same. And he says it's hard for him to walk past the place where the Plaza Cinema, which, by the way, towards the end of its existence was called the Golden Cinema, to walk past where it used to be. He says all the good memories just come flooding back. My past recollections come to mind. I will be upset. Really, I'm telling, not for an interview. I feel some bad. Still, the Golden Cinema has some peculiarity. The location and the construction and scream. People will forget for three hours inside that cinema. That feeling is with me. It won't go. After the cinema closed down, um, something interesting happened. And I think it's the first time a building closing down in Dubai has had a response like this. People started visiting the demolition site either to take one last look around or or to take a piece of the building with them. Two of those people were Amar and Bathena, who we heard from earlier on. One day I went and it was like kind of, there was this cable wrapped around the, you know, the door, but it was open, you know, so you could, it was very easy to enter. <laughs> the only thing that was intact was the, was the balcony area. They hadn't taken out the seats there because I think they'd been upgraded a little bit later. So they were relatively new and maybe there was an idea to sell them off or sell parts of them as scrap. So um, I called the demolition company. Their, their number was like, you know, on the side of the wall, like, and I bought them for like 15,000 dirhams, I think. I figured I'd keep them and I'd hold on to them, you know, wh whenever we would, if ever we would open the space, those would be the seats and those would be the last remaining elements of, you know, the cinema that I could hold on to. When Bethena renovated Cinema Akil this year, she installed that row of seats from the Plaza Cinema in, in her theatre. It's, it's a part of history, you know, and, I, and it's, a, it's a structure that's now completely gone. So this is the last standing part or, you know, artifact of, of the Golden Cinema and everything that it represented. And that Bethena and Amar felt it was important to document the cinema's existence I think it shows that this kind of history is important and, 
and that people do care about it, not just expats, but locals like Bethena and Amar. The Plaza Cinema was a part of their history too. I mean, these are not particularly remarkable structures, but, but they acquire significance because of their social function, their memory that's associated with them. This is Yasser al-Shishtawi again. And I think now that there is a realization among some people in Dubai that places like that are important. Important enough that just this summer, in August 2018, the UAE government issued a decree which, um, which gave protected status to a few historical structures. A few of those structures were Dira Clock Tower and the Dubai Trade Center and Al-Bahara Hospital. The decree was basically put in place to recognize landmarks from the 60s and 70s for their social and cultural function, not necessarily just for their architectural significance. It might be a little bit too late because so much has already been demolished from, from definitely from the 60s. Uh, there might be a few structures from the 70s and so on. But there's something called urban memory is, is basically that, that within the city, that if you walk through the city, pass through its spaces, that you, you recognize structures, elements that used to exist in the past and that they are still there. So it, it, it establishes a kind of continuity and uh, it gives character to the place and to the city. I think, I think what's important and fascinating to me about this concept of urban memory um, is you never really pause to think about the things that you see every day which make your city your city. The grocery stores and the roundabouts and the high rises, even down to like the tiny details in the cracks in the pavement. It's all subconscious, but it paints a portrait of your home. And it's only when those things are gone forever that we realize how important they actually were. It's like a diary of where the city's been and where it's going. And what we choose to rub out is just as important as what we choose to keep. This episode was produced by Alex Atak and Vinita Baradwaj, with editorial support from Dana Balut and myself, Hiba Fisher. Sound design by Alex Atak and Mohamed Khrizat. Thank you to everybody who spoke to us for this story. Lakman Batia, Asif Ali Raja, Yasser al-Shishtawi, Buthayna Qadim, Hind al-Mazina, Ammar al-Attar, and Hassan Kamel. Yasser's book is called Dubai, Behind an Urban Spectacle. And finally, this story was by no means a comprehensive history of Dubai's cinema culture. There is a ton of fascinating things we couldn't fit in. We put a few links to some of the articles we found interesting, some places we referenced, and some upcoming events that are happening in Dubai. They're all in the show notes for this episode, so be sure to check those out. Thanks for listening. Until next time.